Hello, and welcome to a Chasm Quest spooky audio production. No, somebody help! Oh, jeez, okay. Not yet. Calm down. Not till later. My name is Andrew, and this is our Halloween 2020 mega collaboration. We got together with 13 spooky RPG podcasts. Spooky in the fact that it was 13, not that they're all necessarily horror-themed RPG podcasts, but some of them are, but that doesn't matter. Uh, But anyway, we all worked together. I reached out to these folks, and oh, man, they just did an amazing job. Uh, So we all worked together to make this very special audio drama to help tell a story that is set within the Chasm Quest world, and... I'm just so thankful and blown away that these folks wanted to work with us. Uh, So here they are. This episode includes the marvelous talents of the shows Adventure They Wrote, Ballad of the Seven Dice, Cheaper by the Dungeon, Dames and Dragons, Dungeon Wives, Fae Forge Academy, Four Orbs, Lovely Craftians, Lawful Stupid, Multiclass Theater, Nerd Asylum, Not Quite Heroes, and Try Not to Die. And a huge shout out to Ray and Gabby, our patrons who sent in their vocals for this episode. And of course, the typical Chasm Quest lineup. Me, Andrew, I was not the dungeon master per se, but I was the writer and narrator. I also edited and directed this episode. Colin played Kaloon, Taylor played Ias, Micah played Telnius, and gosh, we are so privileged to have on our crew, our sound effects maestro, Darren Pegram, who just pulled this whole insane big project together with his amazing talents. So to everyone who helped out, a a tremendous, tremendous thank you. And please, please, listeners, check out all of the marvelous podcasts and projects that are featured on this episode. And if you like what you hear from the actual episode go to chasmquest.com and join our rowdy family and that's all i've got please enjoy the show Within the caverns of Alcazar's Cove, our adventurers had found an ancient city beneath a mountain. Its hollow spire housed Alcazar's empty tomb and a mysterious obsidian obelisk. That is, until Antithesla used the obsidian to pulse necrotic energy throughout the jungles, spreading his blight. As far as anyone knows, the pillar had remained dormant for many years after the volcano lava had formed what we now know today as the Lock Islands. 
Thankfully, Pirate Queen Henry Locke arrived and led an expedition to destroy the cursed obelisk, ending the Blight for good. And after the Rowdy Boys defeated the Blight Lich Celesi and her undead husband, the crew has searched through the abandoned city for many hours, investigating the stonework buildings for any clues as to what kind of people may have lived here, who Alcazar was, and why his sarcophagus was emptied at the base of the obelisk. All while the opening in the ceiling of the cavern looms over them and their ship windward. A few of our heroes rifle through debris until one of them finds something peculiar. That is a spooky temple. Uh, yeah. Hella haunted. I am not going in there. Good, good idea. Let's go check on Ayas. I think he went to that uh, fancy pants house up there. Okay, what was that? Sorry, sorry. Uh, stepped on another skull. Okay, you... Um, please watch your step here. Well, I mean, you know, at least they're not moving on their own no more. Huh. Oh, well. Would you look at this? Oh, hey. Ayas, <laughs> uh, did, did you find something? Yeah, come on now. Don't hide it. I want to see. Uh, truth is, I'm not sure what it is. It seems to be a bound book, but... It's very old, and the pages are taken by mold and erosion. Oh, well, uh, perhaps a bit of mending? Eh? Huh? Well, it helped. Not a lot, but I suppose it helped. Thanks, Pete Shield. Looks like I can make out some of these pages now. Uh, uh, careful. That's an artifact, you know. Uh, you have to be gentle. Here, let me... Okay, um, all right. Oh, um, well, not that. All right, I, I see now. What? What does it say? I'm dying to hear it. Yes, I'm sure a scholar guy can make it out. Ah, uh, wish we had our numbers, guy. Well, um, not quite. It seems to be written in an archaic form of Kassanian, which is like the one language that I don't know. <laughs> well, not too prideful now, are we? <laughs> Perhaps Henry could help us. Her mother was Kassanian, and I'm pretty sure I've heard her speak with Jacquard about some vintage wines, all with Kassanian names. She seems to know what she's talking about. Huh? Worth a shot. Back to the ship, then. Hey, uh, Henry, got a moment? Sure, boys. Find anything good? Well, we think so. I, I found it. Uh, too bad it's written in Kraken, though. Kraken? As far as I know, they don't have their own language, written or otherwise. I'm pretty sure that's, uh, they just understand a bizzle. Uh, you don't have to crack an egg on my fun kilt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, no, he, he meant Kassanian, and we all found it searching one of the houses. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yep, uh, Kassanian. Uh, I discovered a book of sorts under some loose floorboards. Someone did not want this to be found. Hmm. Seems their fear led to its preservation. Mind if I take a look? Well, be my guest. Let me get out my reading glasses here. Does anyone have a torch? It's so dark in here. Here. My hammer. 
thank you, uh, Tonius. All right, let's take a look here. Hard to make out. Quite a few pages have been totally destroyed, unfortunately. But this middle section appears to have survived the worst of it. Can you read what it says? Sure can. Ah, yep. All right, it's uh, some type of journal. Hard to read, but I can make out most of the words. Oh, oh, here's a, 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 there's a signature under the last passage. Amaro? And I can't make out the last name. Maybe something with an M, but I don't know. But beneath starts the next passage. It says, seven days after escape, still in caverns, the crewmen aboard the ship I'd stowed away on discovered me oh, and... Uh, hold, hold on, please. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Uh, just going to find a comfy spot to listen from them. Oh, yes, uh, that sounds nice. Uh, help me pull up these crates. I'm going to pour some wine. Anybody want any? Please. please sounds yes. great. Great. Sound. Wow, thank, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Okay, then. Are we all settled in? Oh, uh, one last thing. Uh, here's my hammer. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, it's really stuck in there. Um, I see dried blood from our last encounter. Sorry, just give me a second. <laughs> it's fine, Telnius. I, I found a torch. Thank you, though. Oh, okay, good. Yes. All right. Where was I? Seven days after my escape, and I'm still navigating the cavern's maze. The creatures aboard the ship discovered me, but I was quick and jumped overboard before they could catch me. I am a fast swimmer, and their spears did not pierce me. I have now clambered from the waters into a small alcove. I have stolen a small tinder box and write this now in the light of a small fire. It will not last long, though and I must preserve my ink. I have a few maps from my previous attempts, but they are not proving useful. I fear not only being recaptured, but what awaits in the darkness of these endless caverns. I awoke to the sound of a woman in distress, my mind first went to a captive who'd also escaped the horrors of the cove. So I left my small camp and began wandering through knee-deep waters, nothing but a primal torch made of beech wood and torn cloth. After many turns, I was not certain if I was further or closer to my captors. But I paid it little mind as I saw the woman there, outlined with a paranormal glow. She called out from the water. Help! Help, please! My leg is trapped. You have to set me free. I heard them. They're close. Please. I dove beneath the waters and came to where her skirts were. As I grabbed for her leg that was trapped beneath a rock, I felt the smooth yet slimy texture of a tentacle. I'd released quick enough to fend off the sharp-toothed maw, biting for my neck. I pushed off the rock and swam away as fast as I could. <laughs> You'll not get far. They're near. 
They're here to take you back. To drain you dry. I swam. My heart was racing. I hit a rock and came to the surface to catch my breath. I was in complete darkness yet again. Grab him. Grab him in chains. No! No! Suddenly, hands were grabbing my tunic. I attempted to writhe free, but there were too many. Knock him out. You bastards! No! No! I fell unconscious and slipped into a dream. A dream of sailing once again as a corsair hired by the Kassanian officials to hunt down the pirates of the archipelago. I never told them I was stealing a hefty percentage for myself to gift to the poor of my home city. I helped put food on the table for hundreds of starving citizens, all while those royal bastards engorged themselves in their palaces. It was a year ago... The morning it all ended, I stood with Catrice at the bow of my ship. I watched with awe the wind thrash her hair. She smiled beneath her black locks before tying them back. Oh, what crazy adventure awaits us next tomorrow. Well, Catrice, first we seize the fiercest pirate fleet, then we escape. Our ship will sink to the bottom of the sea with the weight of gold, and there, there we will build an underwater kingdom, subject to no one, and we will treat our citizens with respect, and they will adore us for our kindness, I, the Emperor, and you, the Empress. Oh, my dear, your imagination runs wild yet again. How do you contain such stories in that wee little brain of yours? I swept her into my arms and we kissed. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh. like, yeah, boy. <sighs> but they were waiting, looming in the distance, awaiting the right time. That ship, there in the distance, we attack at dusk. What are they? What are they? Cursed men! Abominations! Ah! Move! Move out of the way! Catrice! Where is Catrice? Damn you! Catrice! Where are you? Captain, the ship is taken. The creatures are on board. Captain? Yes. Captain? Oh my god, you're hurt. All this blood. Look at me, men. We must surrender. Offer them gold. Do whatever it takes to find her and to save her. Captain? Captain? As my dream faded, I received one final glimpse of Catrice hanging from her feet and small incisions all along her body. 
blood running along her dark skin into a crimson pool below. How could you let this happen? Gap. Gap, please. I beg you. I beg you to make this stop. I beg you. I could not rise, no matter how much I willed myself. Within their desecrated temple, the creatures consumed their fill. Their gold, their treasure, that which they worship, the blood that runs through our veins. I woke in the boat while the undead rowed me back to the city of damnation. There was no light, but I could hear three of them at least. What was darkness to me was dawn's light to them. They could navigate these tunnels faster, quieter, and better than any captive. I never had a chance. My head was throbbing from the blow that had knocked me out. I went to feel the wound, but of course I was bound in chains. That vision of Catrice bleeding out had made me weary, but it reminded me of their cruelty and set a new flame in my heart. They took us in pairs for bloodletting until we were at death's door. Then they would heal us back to health just to drain us again the next day. This made each prisoner last much longer as opposed to sucking every new one dry upon arrival. And when Catrice finally passed, quietly falling asleep in her cell, not to wake again, I watched them drag her body away. I was too weak to move or even scream or cry. I could only watch in horror as my last bit of light was snuffed out. That day I swore to gain my strength to escape, and eventually return here with a fleet of ships to burn the whole thing down, slaughter every last monster in that cove. I had yet to navigate the caverns, though, and so, to there, I was returning a prisoner. It had been my fifth attempt, and I sensed the anger from these soldiers. I felt the way they wanted to stick their teeth into my neck and drink the fresh life force from me. But that wasn't how it went here. They'd get at least another dozen pints from me before my body gave up. That's the farthest you've gotten. Nearly made it out that time. (laughs) A slight setback. I'll find a way to break free again, and again, and again. (laughs) You won't have that chance any longer. Are you finally going to kill me, then? Kill you? No. 
The Emperor is impressed and has requested your attendance in his chamber. You lying beast. No prisoner has audience with the Emperor. Believe what you want. It matters not to me. You'll see soon enough what the Emperor intends. I did not reply, just listened, trying to sense their directions to help aid my next escape. I heard two objects rattling, like river stones they clacked. At the time, I did not know of the obsidian divining rods. I was still naive to so many things. The city came into view. The sparse torches and street lamps gave silhouette to the dome rooftops. Everything seemed looming and foreboding in that cove, none more than the temple at the center of the city. I caught a glimpse of its dreadful spires. A memory came to me, the first time I was dragged there with Catrice, the first time they hung us from the rafters over the communal basin. No, please, no, somebody help! <sighs> I closed my eyes and shook the vision from me. At the docks, a creature lifted me onto its shoulders with great strength and swiftness. I could hear its hunger, the way it smelled my limbs. I was certain it was salivating. In torchlight, I could see them again, their pallid faces, trying to dress like us in attire fit for explorers of five hundred years ago. Was that how long they'd been here? I was taken to a ship where a series of ropes and pulleys connected to a cargo platform on the top deck. The ropes led to the ceiling of the cavern, so far into the darkness I did not know where they ended. I was placed onto the pile of crates. Some held gems, rubies, and pearls. Others delicately packed with wine bottles, filled with blood. Again, I tried to slip my hands free but the chains dug into my flesh. It was no use. A bell rang three times, and the platform ascended into the air, toward the darkness, toward the inner sanctum, where the Emperor waited. No quick moves. It's a harsh landing after sixty feet. A terrible mess it is to clean up splattered brain. Oh, you'll get no rise from me. I'm anxious for my suffering to end. Huh. Sure thing, pal. I looked down at the city, moving endlessly with those beings of my misfortune. They seemed like insects from this vantage point. Mere pests I could end with a stomp of my foot. I turned back around with a start as I thought we were going to crash into the ceiling, but instead, when I opened my eyes, we were within a small vertical tunnel. It seemed like something of a passageway, 
perhaps into the afterlife. The torchlight danced on the walls about me until the lift stopped and I was, I was cold. So cold I could see my own breath. There was a beam of natural light, light I hadn't seen for at least a year. It, it mesmerized me. The soldier threw me onto the sanctum's floor as they unloaded the crates. I searched around for anything, but the beam of light alone held my attention. Thank you, Frederick. You are pardoned. The voice had come from beyond the light. It stilled my beating heart. I held my breath as the cargo lift descended. I was then alone with him. Emperor Alcazar, though I need no further introduction and we have little time. Then, suddenly, the entire sanctum was revealed with blue fire in half a dozen sconces. All around me were rare and unique treasures. A desk and reading chair, bookshelves filled with many tomes, some on the floor, all stacked neatly. Parchment, Scrolls, alchemy bottles, jars of specimens, and goblets lined with crimson shimmers. I could barely take it all in. He stepped into the light and looked up. His gaunt face was that of a full moon, pale white flesh, pockmarked with age and decay. His right eye was completely bloodshot and his left eye blanched white. No hair could be seen on him, and his ears came to a sinister point. He wore black robes, with a vest of purple velvet, and his cane was black with an amethyst head. Waning Gibbous, bringing us into a time of change and turmoil. There is not much we can do in the face of fate, the way it brings us into new life, new beginnings. Of course, with every new phase, there is death. Death of that which is old and worn, tired and unforgiving. Those unable to embrace their new reality will fight their demise, whereas those who have accepted their fate can continue in peace, knowing their finale is just as crucial as their inception. Uh, what? I, I know not of what you speak. Then be silent! His hand thrusted forward, my body lifted into the air as if some force wrapped around my neck and carried me closer into the moonlight inches from my nemesis. He smelled of blood and bone, and his fangs were stained pink from centuries of imbibement. You, you will bear witness to my final moments. Do not burden me with your adult senselessness. Now, 
I will release you from your bondage. And you... You will listen to what I have to offer. All right. As... as you would have it. I was... finally free. But so drained of strength, I laid there a moment before finally rising to my feet. Oh, there. I have been waiting to speak with you. You have an impenetrable will, escaping many times and proving the utility of our cavern's labyrinth. The cove will forever remain safe from the outside world. Yes, of course. Not until I succeed my escape and return here with a fleet of ships to burn this devil's lair to the ground. <laughs> Please, I ask you to spare me of your stupidity. You and I both know you will continue to waste away until you are nothing more than an evening glass for me to sip on. Ah, that's more like it. I have in fact tasted you, requested specifically for your cup. I have tasted the strength of your spirit, but you can no longer remain in the current form. You must become one of us and live to your full potential. I would never betray my own humanity. I'd die before you could curse me. That's all part of the plan. His cane lifted into the air, and as he spread his arms, blue flames erupted as a backdrop, revealing the obsidian obelisk, a pillar reaching high into the moonlight, humming with an energy so chaotic. And there at the bottom, a sarcophagus, and a silhouette of another being, slender and confident, waiting so patiently. You believe my state, my immortality, to be a curse? But what you fail to see is those living are cursed at birth, cursed with love, love for their families, love for the food they consume, love for the nations, love for gaining, and love for each other. The figure approached the moonlight. The first thing I saw, the thing that froze me, was her black hair. I do not wish for you to betray your humanity. Nay, I desire you to embrace it unto its completion, into wholeness, into new life. I fell into her arms, sobbing. A broken man was I. She held me up. She embraced me. Amaro. Catrice. <laughs> how? How could this be? I watched you die. <gasps> First we seized the fastest fleet. 
then we escape. The weight of gold sinking our ship to the bottom of the sea. And there we will build an underwater kingdom, subject to no one. And there, there we will prosper. I, the Empress, and you, the Emperor. She then smiled, revealing two fangs. She had become. As I said, we have little time. Something, something has gone amiss with my master. I have no connection to the one who gifted me unlife. I fear that my time is ending, so, so now I must make thee my predecessor. We will rule together for eternity. <laughs> Whatever it takes, whatever is needed to be with you. <laughs> she pulled me closer and drank from me. I felt deep ecstasy until my vision went black. Then I awoke, still wrapped in my lover's arms. My tongue groped the inside of my mouth until I found those teeth barbed for bloodletting. Armed to feed my insatiable hunger, a loathsome testimony to my beguiled anticipation. Now it is time to begin a new era. Drink, drink from me, my children. And so we did. We drained the life from him. Catrice had torn his sleeve away and drank from his arm as I did replicate my puncture wounds upon his neck. It tasted like magic. The power coursing through my being. I was becoming. I was then and there made emperor of a new kingdom and would rule beside my empress. Before dawn, we laid Alcazar's body into the sarcophagus and sealed it until the right time. Until that final era would come. Is that it? Hmm. All I can read, yep. Oh, come on, no. That's a terrible place to end it. Well, I thought it to be rather hauntingly beautiful. Well, shit, that was a damn good story. Don't believe a word of it, but entertaining for certain. That Amaro guy can write. Except for the way he switches from first person to third person halfway through. Kind of amateur. Well, easy now, Henry. I used to think all those stories about you were just legends, and look how that turned out. My point exactly. Look how much better I am in the flesh. <laughs> well, I never thought I for one would hear a story I'd wish to forget. Oh, it's so uncultured. Just because he ends up becoming the bad guy doesn't mean it's a bad story. <laughs> uh, well, now, see, that's where you're wrong. I know oh. stories. Okay. Oh. Oh. Well, then please enlighten us, Mr. Storyteller. Ah, uh, well, see, to tell a 
good. True story. I you cannot be a, here uh, for the rest of this. Uh, All right, crew, let's go. Pack it up. All right. Oh, my God. You're going to put me Where the fuck is Adrian? I know. Always. Whose title is Entertainer? That's all I'm saying. It shouldn't be yours. Good burn. That was awesome. How dare. Where the hells did they all go? Um, decided to give me the slip. I get it. Oh, back on the ship already. I guess we gave this place a good once over. Except for this uh, temple. Wonder if anyone's checked it for loot. Damn, that's a big basin. Wonder what they use that for. This is a really spooky old place. Jeez. All this dried blood on the floor. What the hell? Be gone this place, or give us your blood. Who, who, who's there? Answer me! Raise Karnas. Lord of Undead. What the... What are you? Bring to the one who provides us immortality. No, please, no. Help! Somebody help! Kaloon, I, I know you don't like me, but this is not funny. Please, no, please come Undead. Oh no. What are you? Oh. The hanging. Hanging Praise from the ceiling. Carnes. No, Lord get out of my way. We drink in his name. Wait. Get your hands off me. No, no. Please. Please, oh, please help. Shine. Somebody help. Shine from the basin. Go on, Adric. Take the ring. No, please don't. Somebody help. Ring. recording guys oh that was good y'all <laughs> i actually don't think we'll need to do a second take i think i think we fucking nailed it I, yeah i feel good with. about that yeah i feel good about it <laughs>